In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. It is interesting, and oftentimes amazing, to look back at human uh, history, particularly church history, and see what were the hot topics at various times in the history of the Christian church. When I was young, in confirmation class, some of the hot topics were, could we really use the Revised Standard Version, or should we just always stick to the King James? Could men wear long hair? It was a hot topic back then when I was a kid. Uh, you know, individual cup versus common cup. Uh, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on back then. In my grandfather's time, it was, if you do a service that's not in German, is it really valid? Uh, and in his grandfather's time, the hot issue was, is it okay for Christians to own slaves? So you see how these issues kind of change. Now my, my children in their day it was, can, can women be pastors? And what about people of different sexual orientation? Can they be included in the kingdom of God? For my grandchildren, great-grandchildren, I, I don't know, I suppose it's going to be, how much stem cell research is really godly? And, and um, can clones be part of the kingdom of God? Are they included in the kingdom of God? I don't know, I'm just guessing there. But we have different issues that come along. In the early Christian church, there were two really hot topics. The first one was, how come Jesus hasn't come back yet? We thought that he was going to be back in the disciples' lifetime. And then all the disciples started dying off, and he wasn't back yet. And they said, you know, maybe we ought to write some of this stuff down. It could be a while. Hence the New Testament. So that was the hot topic. It's still a hot topic in parts of Christendom, not among Lutherans necessarily. Lutherans teach there will be an end. Jesus will come back to judge the world in righteousness. There's going to be some surprises, and it's going to be great for those who believe. That's what Lutherans teach. So we're not all that concerned about it. A lot of people are you know, trying to pinpoint the date and figure out you know, exactly. We don't do that. But the other hot topic for the early church was what are we going to do with the Gentiles? Because it looks like God's Spirit is falling on them also, just like it did us, the Jews said. What are we going to do with these Gentiles? I don't know. Could they be, could they be included in the kingdom of heaven? The first lesson for today, Peter is um, at Joppa, and um, he, has this, he goes into a trance. He has a vision, this, a great big sheet or a canvas lowered down by four corners. There's all kinds of animals on there. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't think much of this, but there are certain animals that are unclean in Judaism. It was basically a health code thing, but there's uh, like certain scavenger birds and bottom-feeding fish. And with the four-footed animals, for those of you who farm, you'll appreciate this, there was the, uh, the, those who chewed the cud and had a cloven hoof were okay, so cows are good, yeah. But if you didn't have a cloven hoof but chewed the cud, camels, horses, not okay. If you had a cloven hoof, hoof but didn't chew the cud, pigs, not okay. So there's all this. And then, of course, the big issue was that said, if you're a, a member of Judaism or not, was circumcision, which started with Abraham. So it became to be known as the, the circumcised versus the uncircumcised controversy, which really means do you have to follow 
all the rules of Judaism. So the question then became, could, could, could Gentiles just go from Gentile to Christian? Or did they have to go from Gentile to Jew, follow all the laws of Judaism, and then be Christians? Did you have to triangle Judaism in, or could they go straight to being Christians? So Peter's vision was, there's all these unclean animals. And the voice from heaven said, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter goes, oh, I don't think so. I've never let any unclean things go past my lips. And uh, then the Lord said, if I call it clean, don't call it profane. And then he said that a third time, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter, having gone through some three-time statements a few times in his career, figured, that I think the Lord must mean it this time. Immediately, there were some guys came over from Caesarea, and they said, hey, we were, supposed to, we were told by an angel, go find this guy by the name of Simon Peter. Well, that's me. You've got to come. You've got to come over to Caesarea because there's a guy who wants to hear the message of salvation. Now, now and of course, he had a couple strikes against him. A, he's a Gentile. B, he's part of the occupying forces of Rome. He is a Roman centurion, Cornelius. So there's two strikes against you. But Peter, just having the vision, said, this has got to be what this vision is about. So he goes. He gives the message of salvation to Cornelius and all of his household. And bam, God's Spirit falls on all of them, which usually means they're praising God, they're prophesying, and they're speaking in tongues. That's kind of how they could tell. So he does that. Then he goes back to Jerusalem. He gets called on the carpet for it. And the, the leaders are saying, Peter, what are you doing? You're, you're going to uncircumcised men and, and you're even eating with them. Sounds like what the disciples heard from the Jews about Jesus. Why does your teacher sit with sinners and tax collectors and even eats with them? It's the same kind of thing. And Peter, to his credit, has learned a little bit by this time from his mistakes. And so he takes it pretty cool. He doesn't get defensive or mad. He just walks them through step by step. This is what happened. And then I went over there, and I told them the message of salvation. And then God's Holy Spirit fell on them, just as it had on us. And they were quiet. And then they said, well, then, even to the Gentiles, the repentance that leads to life has been given by God. Yes, even to the Gentiles. What's next? Cats sleeping with dogs, short-necked giraffes? You never know what God's Spirit is going to do. It's pretty freewheeling, and it's surprising where the Spirit will go, and it doesn't have to do what we necessarily think it should. Yes, even to the Gentiles. Well, 2,000 years later now, we look at that and go, well, of course, to the Gentiles. 98.6% of all Christians in the world are Gentiles. Why, why, well, yeah, but that was kind of a new thing then. Even to the Gentiles. How, how wide is God's mercy? How inclusive is the kingdom of God? That's the question. There's always an us and a them, isn't there? And they and theirs shouldn't mess with us and ours. There's always an us and a them. It's Americans and foreigners. It's Republicans and Democrats. It's cattlemen and sheepmen. It's, you know, gay and straight. It's, you know, common cup and individual cup. You know, there's always an us and a them somewhere. And uh, we're, we're, we're always more interested in finding out what makes us different than what makes us the same. And what Peter's vision is saying is, here's what's the same. Here's what unites everybody. The love of God in Christ is for everybody. There is no them. We're all us. 
it's hard for us sometimes to imagine that, especially when we're dealing with people who are so wrong-headed, people who are so stupid, people that we don't like. It's hard for us to imagine that they're not them because they look like them, they sound like them, and they smell like them. But they're us. That's what Peter's vision says. They're all us. God's Holy Spirit is always running out ahead of where we are. We're always bringing up the rear as Johnny come lately is going, oh, oh, those people could be included too. Hey, and how about these people? Well, I guess they could too. Well, I, I didn't imagine that those would be part of God's kingdom. Yes, they are. So today when we look at this text, we recognize that the church, in its better sense, is always a church that feels like this and not like this. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.